Ladies and lovers, and here, day 211 of the Inner Winner Show. If you're listening to the podcast, this is also available as a YouTube video. So go onto my YouTube channel. I'll leave a link in the show notes below, and you can watch it on there if you'd prefer to do that. So we're going to talk today about love. And this is from a question or a couple of questions from one of the guys in my Facebook mentorship group, the Winners Club. I'll leave a link in the show notes below to that if you're interested in joining. But he said, I would love to hear your thoughts on love. How many times have you been in love? How has it been different each time? Have there been times that you thought you're in love, but in retrospect, it was something else? We will talk. I'll I'll cover all these points. I think I'm going to make this a two-part episode. I have a feeling there will be a hell of a lot to say here. And I've already started writing some notes. I have a bunch of dot points of topics I want to cover. I think this is going to be a two or three part series. So to answer the first question, how many times have you been in love? Three that I'm definite, sorry, four that I'm definitely sure about, maybe slightly more, but definitely four that I'm a hundred percent sure about. And the reason to some of you guys who haven't been in love, or maybe you've been in love once, it might sound a little funny to say like, how do you not know if you're like, how can you not be a hundred percent certain if you were in love? It's kind of one of those things. Love is one of those things where the boundary isn't perfectly well-defined, right? Like there's there's a very big gray area between infatuation and love. Infatuation is kind of like, you know, that obsession about someone. You really, you're thinking about them all the time. You have these good feelings when you think about them. So there's four definite times I was in love. Um, Three of those were long-term relationships, like over several years. One of them, we were together for about nine months, so, you know, almost a year. And then there's a a bunch of girls that I was, like, infatuated with. And maybe there's a world in which you could say I was in love with. At the time, I felt like I was in love. So that should answer the second part of your question. Have there been times that you thought you're in love, but in retrospect, it was something else? There's one in particular that I can think. I think I was in love at the time. In hindsight, I'm not 100% sure. Like, I'm not 100% definitively sure that I wasn't in love. It's a bit more murky. So in terms of the times where I was in love, the four definite times that I'm definitely sure I was in love, was it different each time? Yeah, everything's different. The reason that you love someone is going to be entirely different to the reason you love someone else, of course. The, The dynamic you have between the two of you is going to be radically different from person to person. How intently you feel about them is going to be different. The first relationship I was in, I was with that girl for like six years in total. And I was madly, deeply in love with her, like obsessively in love with her, especially because she was the first girl that I was in love with. Now, in retrospect, in hindsight, it was a terrible relationship. I knew that at the time. It was I've talked about it on my podcast and on my website. It was very abusive from both sides. She was abusive to me. I was abusive to her, like violent horrible things we said to each other constantly. We both talk about breaking up all the time. I cheated on her multiple times. It was just shit from both ends. Like she was horrible to me. She told me to kill myself. Like I lost count of how many times I was depressed and suicidal at the time. And she used that against me. I was equally fucked up to her. It was just not a good relationship, but because it was my first relationship and because I couldn't envision, she was the first person that I ever cared about. I didn't even think that anyone else could ever be into me. So I very much, we and she felt the same. Like we stuck together. It was this horrible enmeshed relationship where we both like needed each other, even though we were both terrible for each other because we both thought that we couldn't ever 
get anyone else. So compare that to the relationship that I'm in right now with Imogen, my girlfriend, where I love her to bits. We've been together for three years. It's like the polar opposite of that first relationship. I know that if we ever weren't together, like the world would keep on turning. You know what I mean? Like if she fucking died tomorrow, I wouldn't fall apart. Obviously I'd be a mess for like weeks or months. I'd be fucking devastated, right? But like the world would keep on turning. I would pick myself up. I'd carry on with life. I'd get shit done. So the love I have right now is a hell of a lot less needy than it was the first time. And for some of you guys who've, you know, maybe you're in your first relationship and maybe you're feeling love for the first time. Maybe you've never been in love and you're wondering what it's like. It'll be very intense the first time you're in love. And you have this sense of like the first time, you have this sense of if we break up, I will die. Like the world will fall apart. I won't be okay. I won't be able to eat. I won't be able to sleep. I won't want to hang out with my friends. I won't want to do my hobbies. It's very intense. And the more you fall in love, and I'm not saying all of you are going to fall in love like four times or something like I have, but if you do, you find that the more you fall in love, the more it's like, it's like you can be more rational about it. It's not this all-encompassing, emotional, crazy, intent, over-the-top thing. It's just something that's like really genuinely lovely. It's like you can enjoy it a lot more because there's less tension there. There's less fear that the person is going to leave you. You have more of an abundance mentality. You're not constantly terrified of like, what if they cheat on me? What if they leave me? What if they don't love me anymore? What if I do something wrong? What if they do something wrong? What if we grow apart? Like, what if they, what if they like someone else more than me? There's none of that intense raw emotion. Raw is the best word for it. It's like it becomes dulled a little and you can become a lot more rational. Rational is the best way for it. And so then, like I said, it's like you can enjoy the love that you're in more. Like I definitely enjoy the love that I feel with Imogen far more than like the first two or even the third relationship. I'm a lot more grounded right now. I can just enjoy it. I can look at the positives. I don't sit there stressing or inventing negatives. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of guys do when they're in love for the first time. Girls do it too. Okay. So something that a lot of people do when they're in love for the first time, it can become very easy to become neurotic and anxious and start inventing problems. Like you invent the problem of like, what if they cheat on me? Whereas me, that's something I literally never think about. Like, why would I think about it? If she did cheat on me, that would be fucking stupid. And we'd break up. And then like, that would be incredibly dumb of her to do. And then I'd have to move on and find something else. Like it's not, my life doesn't feel like it would be over if she cheated on me. It'd be fucking terrible if she did, of course. Like Jesus Christ, there'd be massive fallout from it, but my life doesn't end. Whereas when you're in your first relationship, it does feel like you would literally die if the person, like that's how you feel. You feel like I would die if they cheated on me. You literally use that framing or that language. I would die if they cheated on me. I would die if they leave me. I would die if something happens to them. So that becomes a lot more dulled and therefore you're not sitting around being anxious. Like I'm not anxious of something bad happening in this relationship. And so therefore I'm not sitting around thinking about it. It's less likely to happen. I'm less likely to make it happen. Yeah. So there's other differences, of course, like the dynamic is obviously different from, from each of the four times I've been in love. The first two were just horrible, abusive relationships. The third one, I guess I'll talk about the third one. So this was the girl that I was in love with before Imogen. I've talked a little bit about this girl. I loved her to bits. She loved me. We both like clicked on a lot of levels, but not the one fundamentally important one, which was 
I was very honest with her that I wanted to sleep with other women and that I would always do that. And she tried to be okay with it, but she wasn't okay with it. And I've seen other guys. I had a friend who I ended up stop. I had to stop being friends with him because he was in the exact same situation as me where he was in open relationships, but the girl wasn't okay with it. And he forced her to do it. And I had to literally end the friendship because that was just like horrible watching him basically abuse someone by forcing her to be okay with him fucking other girls when she really wasn't. And her literally saying this feels like cheating, but she had incredibly low self-esteem and she wasn't going to break up with him. She was incredibly fucking depressed. She was on anti-depressants, antidepressants. Just a horrible, shitty situation. I've talked about it before in the past. I was on the flip side of that. I was in that same situation, but I had to cut it off with this girl. And that was really painful because she didn't want me to. And she, I, I had to be the bad guy. She literally said, like, why are you doing this to us? And I was like, because you're not okay with me sleeping with other girls. You told me that it will hurt you for the rest of your life. So I have to end things. So that was an interesting that was, I learned a hell of a lot. That, there were so many life lessons I learned there. That I think that was my, the genesis of one of my sayings that I've said to Imogen a million times and that I, I think I've said on a couple of podcasts, love is never enough. Maybe I haven't said that on a podcast, but love is never enough. Like love itself is not enough. I loved that girl to bits. She loved me to bits, but it was never going to work because we basically weren't compatible on the most important thing. She thought it was cheating if I sleep with other girls. There's no way in hell I could have been monogamous. Like, where do you go from there? No matter how much you love each other, no matter how much you both want it to work, sometimes it just isn't meant to be. And sometimes it's unworkable. And that's a harsh reality. It's something that takes a lot of humility to accept. You have to pull your ego out of it and say, like, as much as I want to be able to say that I can make it work with her, it's not going to work. We can't be together. And so that was hard. That was that was a really hard life lesson. I was really glad I learned that lesson. I was really, I don't know if proud of myself is the right word, but I guess I was proud of myself for ending things with her, even though it was messy and horrible and it hurt me like hell. It hurt her. I had to look like the bad guy. She even emailed me like a year later and basically was like, hey, what are you up to? No, it would have been like two years later. And this was when I was with Imogen at this point in time. So I told Imogen, I was like, hey, just like a heads up, this girl emailed me and like, you know, wrote this long thing, basically asking what I was up to. And so I replied to her and just said like, hey, like, you know, I really appreciate our time together, but like, you know, probably best not to be like emailing each other and shit. And she she replied with this long email basically saying like, you know, did you care about me? Like, is there a world in which we could get back together? And so I had to reply and say like, look, hey, please don't ever email me again. Like, a, you know, again, I had a lot of time. I had a lot of fun with you. I really cared about you. Please don't email me again. So that was hard. But I think that that taught me a hell of a lot. And I've learned from every single time I've been in love. I've learned from every relationship, which everyone does. Like the more relationships you're in, the more you're going to learn, obviously. Everything I went through was really glad I went through it because it definitely has helped ground me in this relationship I'm in with Imogen. This is basically, all of that was like the tutorial and this is like, okay, now you're playing the main game. Now you're actually doing it for real. So yeah. He asked some other questions. So let me scroll down and see what else. He asked a bunch of questions. Again, this is someone in my uh, Facebook group, which you guys are welcome to join. I'll leave a link in the show notes below. Okay, so he wanted to ask a couple of questions about 
love in the context of my open relationship. So how does love work in an open relationship? This was, I've talked about this in previous podcasts multiple times, like how Imogen and I came to be, all the stuff we went through, the trial and error of like what her boundaries are, what my boundaries are, like how this open relationship is going to work, all that kind of stuff. The biggest thing in terms of love, because I'll frame this answer in terms of love, because he specifically asked about love. She and I, okay, we first, like when I met her, I was also seeing another girl at the same time, or I started seeing her and another girl at about the same time. And I ended up falling in love with both of them. I say falling in love because I'm not 100% sure that I was in love with the other girl. I said at the time I was, and that kind of answers your question from before. Did I ever feel like I was in love at the time, but in retrospect, I wasn't sure? This girl is like, maybe that. I'm not 100% sure if I was in love. It doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. I felt intense feelings for her. Whether we define that as love doesn't really matter, right? If I'd kept seeing her for another six months, I would have called it love, yeah? Love really is just a product of spending time with someone. The only way you fall in love is you just spend enough time with someone and then you love them. Like even You will even fall in love with your captors if you get Stockholm syndrome, right? You spend enough time with people who are literally abusing you and you will eventually get Stockholm syndrome. I'm not saying that love is Stockholm syndrome, by the way, but spend enough time with someone and you will fall in love. You will. You just will. It, it's just a product of spending enough time with someone. Even if you hate each other at first, if you spent 10 years together, you will fall in love with them. I firmly believe that. So... How does it work in... Okay, okay, backtrack. So I was dating Imogen and this other girl at the same time and I felt like at the time I was in love with both of them at the same time. Maybe I was, maybe I wasn't. It doesn't really matter for the context of this question. It was really nice. Imogen and I have talked about this a million times and maybe at some point I'll do a podcast on that relationship, like the menage a trois that we had where like I was sleeping with both of them and we'd all go on road trips together it was like we were all dating, the three of us. They would like sleep with each other, but not independently of me. They always only saw each other with me. And sometimes I would have dates with them together, or sometimes I'd have dates with one of them and then individually like the other one as well. I'll do a podcast on that at some point, I suspect, because I think that was an interesting time. And it, it definitely contributed a lot to where I'm at right now. Because it was very rewarding in terms of ego. Like it it's a huge ego to have girl, two girls in love with you. It, it's a massive ego stroke. It feels fucking amazing. You guys can't even envision how amazing that feels. But it is also like giving a child dynamite, giving dynamite to a child. It's very likely to go wrong. And even with all my patience and empathy and everything I've learned from women and stuff, I fully admit, and I admitted it at the time, like maybe I've bitten off more than I can chew here. Maybe there's someone in the world who can handle two women being in love with him at the same time and dating both of them. I don't think it's possible for 99.99999% of people. You end up inadvertently hurting both girls, no matter how much you try, because they end up feeling like they have to compete for that main spot. When neither of them are the main girl or the most important girl, they they both want that. Right? Like no one wants to be second best. And you're saying to both of them, you're both equal. They both hear that as like, oh, so we're, we're both second best. Like you don't have a favorite. So they both competed. Imogen ended up winning that. Like she's very competitive. She's a very driven person. She's very into self-improvement. And so she won that. Like it wasn't even really that difficult for her. Like we got to a point after like 
maybe six months where it's like, okay, it's definitely going to be Imogen. Like I can just see that Imogen is trying 20 times harder than this other girl. And the other girl was trying, but like you can't compete with Imogen. If you guys knew Imogen personally, you'd be like, okay, no bitch can beat her. She's just like absolutely going to be the best. Like sexually in terms of like making me respect her, in terms of making me be impressed by her, in terms of self-improvement, in terms of affection, in terms of everything. She was always going to win. Intellectually, she was always going to win. But that experience of like being in love, we'll just assume that maybe I was in love with the other girl, right? Like for the purposes of this conversation, let's just say I was in love with both of them. That experience, man, like that was so incredibly painful for me and painful for them as well that I'm willing to just say, I don't think anyone should be in love with two people at the same time. I'm willing to say that as my generic general advice I'm not ever going to advise anyone be in love with two women at the same time. Maybe it's possible. Maybe you can do it. Maybe you're the person that can pull it off when I couldn't. Maybe the circumstances weren't good enough. Maybe both girls didn't have good enough self-esteem at the time. Maybe you have to do it with independent girls. With both of these girls were not. They were both very, very, very dependent on me. Very submissive. They were both vulnerable at that point in their lives. They were both overcoming a lot of childhood trauma. They were both working on their mental health and their self-improvement. And I helped facilitate that. I was very much like their coach or their mentor. Maybe it'd work if you didn't have those circumstances or that dynamic. But I'm just willing right now, Imogen and I have talked about this a million times. I'm just willing at this point in time to say, I don't think anyone should be in love with two girls at the same time. I, I just, I can't ever in good conscience advise you do that because if it didn't work for me I have to assume that someone else with less experience is probably less likely to make it work and generally speaking my advice is like just experiment and fuck things up it doesn't matter it's very different when you have two people's emotional health in your hands that's very very different I wouldn't advise you experiment on two girls hearts at the same time I really wouldn't experiment with this. This is the one thing that I would say, don't fuck with this. Definitely don't fuck with this. If you do fuck with this, please don't tell me. Like I just, I don't want you to tell me. Maybe you can tell me after you've been in a happy relationship for 10 years. Let's say you have to make it work for 10 years. If after 10 years, you are still in a happy, open relationship with two women who love you equally, then you can have a conversation with me. Or if you're someone, if you know someone in the polyamorous community or whatever, who's married or in a relationship with two people at the same time, like, tell me about that. Sure. But I definitely can't in good conscience advise you guys do this. So that was my experience with having two girls love me at the same time. At this point in time, where we're at is obviously the, the, the direct outcome would of that would be like the next logical step would be like, okay, Andy should only ever be in love with one girl at the same time, right? Like that's obviously the next step. So how do we make that happen? By like drawing a firm boundary, like a line in the sand and saying any girls that we sleep with, I just won't catch feelings for. Now, for some of you guys who haven't had a lot of experience, you'll hear that and be like, how do you stop yourself catching feelings? As you become an experienced person, an experienced guy who slept with a lot of women, you realize like you have a hell of a lot of control over your, your feelings and emotions when it comes to girls. You're not needy. You don't feel like you have to have a girl. Even if you catch feelings, at that point, you can just cut it off. Uh, remember that I've broken up with like how many women at this point in time, right? Like I've lost count of how many times I've, I've broken up with someone that I really liked or, you know, I felt feelings for because like for whatever reason, there was a deal breaker, blah, 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 right? I even broke up with one girl 
while seeing Imogen, this girl that I really cared about and really liked, and the sex was fucking amazing, but we had to end things because I was clearly getting feelings for her. I was getting to a point where I was like, if I see this girl for like another year, I'm definitely going to say I love her, right? Definitely. I'd been seeing her for like a year at that point. So I had conversations with Imogen and I was like, right, I really don't want to have to do this. It took me about two weeks to do it. I was like, I know I have to do this. I really don't want to do it, but I know I'm going to have, like, there's no choice. I got to do it. And so I I did it, right? It was painful. It kind of sucked. The girl was really sweet about it. She kind of knew it was coming. It was for the best. So that's where we're at right now. Again, the more experience you get, the easier it is to like cut things off with someone and say like, no, I don't think that I should keep seeing this person because I'm going to get attached. That's just going to be messier. The longer I leave it, the more it's going to be messy. I also think that happens less and less over time. It definitely happens less and less as in catching feelings for girls. It, It basically, it almost can't happen now at this point in time because remember, bear in mind the context that every girl that we sleep with now is together. I don't go off and fuck other girls by myself. I've got no interest in that. I've talked about that in previous podcasts. It's just not as much fun. It's way more fun with your main girl. Remember, I've been dating Imogen for three years at this point, right? If I go and fuck some other girl, it just feels like something's missing. It's like, why isn't my fucking girlfriend here? This is weird. Why am I doing this by myself? I'd rather she be here and then she can enjoy this with me. So with that context in mind, how can I catch feelings for a girl? If if I catch feelings for a girl, it's going to be like, Imogen and I are catching feelings for the girl, like together. It's like when you date, when you're in like this style of dynamic, when you're dating girls together as a couple, everything feels like as a couple, it feels like you two are doing stuff together with girls rather than like Imogen is fucking the girl and I'm also fucking the girl. It's more like we are fucking the girl. You become like a we. And so there are some girls that we get like attached to that we really like, but it's like we as a couple like her. We as a couple have feelings for her. We're talking about her together. It's not like I spend individual time with that girl and start to like form a bond and start to love her. So it's like you form a bond as we, as like a unit. She and I together as the couple forming bonds with a girl. So I suspect at some point we'll both probably get like really strong affection feelings for a girl. Like we'll probably get to a point where like we both feel like love toward like genuine love towards the girl, but it will be like us together. It won't be this like weird thing where I'm in love with her and she's not, or she's in love with her and I'm not like, there won't be a disconnect because it's like we both, every time we've seen her, it's been together. So the feelings have formed at the same time together as a couple. I guess we can also talk a little bit about love and I'm trying to work out what I want to talk about next because I've got like 10 more points that I want to cover here. Again, this is going to be like a big, I'll end this video in about eight minutes because I got to keep them to 30 minutes each because my camera can only record that long. But I guess we'll talk about the concept of love is never enough. And when I first told Imogen that, I've told plenty of people that love is never enough. My parents even told me that love love is brilliant. Love is a brilliant reason to get together, but that isn't the glue that will hold your relationship together. You need to be building something. And if you go onto my website, go on to killyourinnerloser.com, search for the word retention and go and read my retention guide. In there, I talk about, it's like the first paragraph I write. I talk about if you want to keep someone around, if you want to retain a girl, if you want to build something, you have to do just that, build something. The way that you keep girls around and that they keep you around is by both of you building something together. And I don't think that love, 
I'm never on board with this concept of like, love is the best reason to like stay together forever. Like you need to be building something. The way that you will stick together for a long period of time is by always working on your self-improvement together, having a mission that you guys are going for or multiple missions, having stuff you're working on, stuff that she's working on. Give me one second. I'm just going to pause the video. Someone's buzzing my intercom and then I will pick up where I just left off. Okay, so I'll continue off where I was. So I think you always need to be building something, whether that's goals that you're working on, a mission that you guys have together, going on adventures and road trips and building memories together. That's also important. But more than anything else, like having some point that you're fixated on in the future. And now that point will always move, but like knowing that there's a point in the future that you guys are like working towards, that you're going somewhere, that you're not stagnating, whether that's your own self-improvement, her self-improvement, goals that you have together. Maybe you want to build a business together. Maybe you want to build your business and then help her build her own business or chase her own dreams, stuff like that. So love itself is never going to be enough. You need to be doing something. And I think self-improvement is generally speaking the best use of your time. You're stuck on this earth for about 80 three years on average, whatever it is, 84 years, you may as well use that time to improve yourself the entire time. Because the more you improve yourself, the more shit you get, right? If you make yourself rich, you can literally buy whatever the fuck you want. If you build a better body, you feel better. You have more energy. People treat you better. You get more stuff. You get more resources. If you improve yourself to a point where you can start giving back to other people like I am, that gives you massive ego validation, I'll be honest. It also gives you that like beautiful altruistic feeling of like, I'm helping people. Like it feels really nice. It's very rewarding. You get dopamine, you get to help other people, you get to share in their journey. And when they achieve something, you get to participate in the whole celebration of that. So working on your own self-improvement, absolutely the best use of your time. But like you're stuck on this earth for 84 point whatever years. Is is there anything else that you'd rather be doing? Like, is there something better you can do? Like, is playing video games a better use of your time? No, because like eventually it catches up with you. You feel like you've wasted a bunch of time. You feel guilty. You feel guilty for a reason because your body is trying to tell you something. So self-improvement, using that time. And I would say the same applies to a relationship. Think of it like, okay, I'm stuck with this person. And now that sounds like an incredibly negative way of framing it, but just bear with me for a minute. Think to yourself, okay, we're stuck together. How can we make the most use of this time? That's exactly the phrasing I've used to Imogen. I've said that exact sentence to Imogen so many times. I've said like, okay, let's operate under the premise that we are both stuck together. We're stuck. What do we want to do with this time? How do we want to live this relationship? How do we want to fill this time that we're together? Let's work on crushing our goals. Let's build something amazing together. I'm going to crush all my goals and help you crush yours. You're going to help me crush mine. We're going to build a bunch of memories. We're going to go on all sorts of road trips, travel around the world, do cool stuff together. We're going to make other people jealous. We're going to make our parents proud of us. Like we're going to make our friends happy. We're, like all that kind of shit. We're stuck together. Let's make the most use of this time. So love is never enough. Love is not a good reason to stick together long-term. It's a brilliant reason to get together short-term. It's a brilliant reason to be together maybe medium-term, but not long-term. And when I say medium-term, love doesn't really carry you for more than like maybe two years, maybe a year. Like, And that doesn't mean you don't feel love. Like, Jesus Christ, I feel more love for Imogen right now, but that's because she's been building something with me. And that's the other thing to say. The more you build something together, the, the more intensely you feel that love the more you respect the person. And in the next episode, the next part of this, we're going to talk about respect and how that applies to love 
or a relationship, I should say, and how building or having more respect for your partner makes you love them more. Again, I love Imogen more now than I did at the, like in the first year or the first two years because I respect her more, because she's been working on her self-improvement, because she's been building something, because I've watched her build something and because she's helped me build my shit. So respect, absolutely important. I'll end it by saying, again, if you want to join the Winners Club, which is where this question comes from, you get ongoing accountability, daily coaching from me, a support network of like-minded guys, you get feedback on your self-improvement journey, you can join the the Facebook group, you also get a weekly live stream, I should say, and I will kick your gear, your ass into gear. So will the other guys in the group. Go to killyourinnerloser.com forward slash the winners club. Or you can just search on the website. I'll leave a link in the show notes below as well. So just check the show notes below. I'll leave a link to that. Adios, guys. I'll be back with part two very shortly. <laughs>